Welcome, welcome, welcome back to everyone joining us on this beautiful evening as everything's, um, you know, being ruined around, around us. Napoli's defense, Juventus's defense. I mean, our defense in, in a few days, maybe. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into all of that. So uh, I'm joined by Ian and Dave today. Um, Mikey's absent again. Um, <laughs> Is he leaving us for good? I don't know. He has to answer those questions. Well, yes. Mikey, not screen here. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey doing the screen here. Uh, but yeah, guys, how have you been? Ian, you, you've been slacking in the past few weeks, huh? No excuses. Got to put the grind to it. I'm back. I'm ready. <laughs> now I'm taking a leave of absence. <laughs> Dave, how have you been, my man? I've been good, man. I've been good. You know, um, you know, just following the Mercado news, you know how it goes. It's like an up and down thing going on. And of course, we've already had a couple of preseason matches. So just going through the motions of preparations for the season. And uh, I'm liking some things. I'm not I'm not liking some other things. So I'm sure we're gonna discuss all of it. But all in all, I'm good, man. So it's good to be back on. Uh I think it's been a couple of weeks since we did the last the last one, right? With um Three weeks already. Exactly That's crazy. Weeks, yeah. That was that was with old boy John. Shout out to John again, and thank you for the um, for the intro because I love hearing it every time. I mean, it's been hectic, as you guys know. In in between those weeks, you know, we, we we've been talking about Lukaku rejoining, what DiBala said, the news surrounding him, Mkhitaryan possibly coming, Villanova, million other other players, and in between, we actually signed. Most close players, including Mkhitaryan, who is going to be, I think, an amazing impact player uh, as a replacement for someone like Chalhanoglu, who we didn't have um, a good replacement for him last season. Uh -huh. So I think he'll be he'll have a great impact. And I'm a man, Lukaku is back, bro. Uh, I know, I know. It, you know, it, it he's been in the works for months now, but to finally see him back. It's a nice feeling, but it's a bittersweet because of how he left. I know that he said some comments about, you know, he didn't leave in the right way, blah, blah, blah. He should not have left. But what do you make of that, Dave? Uh, and what do you make of him taking the number 90, which I thought was marketing uh, 101 going badly? Yeah. Like, what um, the fuck was that? I don't know. I, I I'll say like my feelings about the whole thing. Um, they've evolved as as the thing has evolved, as the whole saga has evolved. Of course, with everybody, just like everybody, like every interesty. Um, after um after he left us last summer, um, I was wishing him the worst. I was not one of those guys that was tuning in the Chelsea matches, hoping he does well or he proves that he was really a top striker. Uh, I will admit it. I was one of those guys. I was happy. I was fully participating in the Lakaka situation. I was retweeting every video and stuff like that. Um, fast forward to the the interview where he pretty much recognized that he left us in a way that he shouldn't have and that he owed us or whatever. I mean, even then, um, I didn't care too much because I felt like he was just doing it to clean up his image, you know, um, even though he did say some things there that I felt were kind of crazy and that, that were going to make his position kind of hard. Um, 
still being a Chelsea player, uh, not even in our wildest dreams did we know that it was going to evolve to where we were where we're at right now. So fast forward to him actually firing his agent, um, negotiating personally to come back, taking a, a, a wage cut. Um, even further now, like you see how he's been behaving since he's arrived. Uh, he's been like the model citizen or um, hugging everybody, taking Aslani under his shoulder, I mean, under his wing already. Um, and even at the at the presentation of the, the, the new kit, we saw how he was pretty much, um, he's humbling himself like, yeah, I left, it was a mistake. Uh, I know Barella was right. He said that in so many ways. Um, so yeah, that's my long-winded way of saying that how my feelings evolved to now where I'm at a point where it's not bittersweet anymore. I'm just, I'm full, I fully embrace the guy and I'm fully behind him because I know per personally I've made some some uh, questionable mistakes in my life, you know? So seeing that he's fully humbled himself, he's not even, he's not avoiding the subject. He's fully entering this, the topic and telling us what we want to hear as fans. I'm fully behind the guy. I back him. And I think he's going to have a very good season. Um, and quickly about the number 90, um, I'm sure you guys seen it on Twitter. I'm really one of those guys. I guess I'm old school when it comes to that. I, I'm really strict when it comes to numbers and stuff. So I I don't like it. It looks like an NFL player's number, a defensive end. Risto, I know you like that since you've been following the NFL. And the fact that the guy is the size of a defensive end doesn't help either. You know, so like, what are you doing, guy? But I think that is going to change before the season starts. Uh Hopefully it revolves around the, the seven. Maybe um, when Sanchez leaves, Deco goes to seven and he gets the nine or something like that. But I cannot, I can't see him going into the season uh, with a number ninety. Even only from a marketing standpoint, like the kid, the club is not gonna, the club are not gonna sell as many kits as they would have sold with a regular number with a number ninety. And that's your biggest player. So no, from a marketing standpoint, it's stupid to even let him have that ninety. Yeah, I think it's gonna be changed. Yeah, I just looked. The number eighteen is free. No one's taking it, so Ugh. might as well rock it back. <laughs> I don't know. Like the number ninety seems so weird. Like, come on. Even the everything above like twenties. All right, everything about like above thirty-seven for me is so weird. Seeing now because like for screen, I get it. You got used to it, yeah. Forty-four, you know. But then like mm -hmm. number ninety-nine, you put it on the Primavera kids. Exactly. You know, Brozovic at least had the, the logical explanation behind the number 77, which is like uh -huh. the 11 mistaken. And it's mm. like, yeah. But no, I, th I think me regarding Lukaku is, I'm, I think I'm like a walking contradiction. If you go like two episodes back, I think <laughs> I said I don't want him where I, did, I didn't think it's going to happen. Um, I'm glad I did. I can finally use my inter-Chinese kit with his name on the back which only arrived after he left. So good thing that's still in the package. Um, no, but I don't know. I haven't seen much of the friendlies, but from what I saw, he really should be scoring against Monaco if he was playing. I think I, he didn't even play, or did he play? Oh. He played against Monaco. Who are we talking about? Who are we talking about? Monaco match. Yeah, who, who Lukaku? Lukaku. Yeah. 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 I, I mean... Well, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad you um, you pref you pre uh, prefaced that comment by saying that you haven't seen um, much of the match. Um, yeah. I think the situation is that our guys. Um, well, since we're talking about the Monaco match yesterday, um, 
was we were 10 days in to your to our camp you know since guys came off the vacation even shorter for like the guy the main guys the barellas the guys that had to, to be in uh, the nation leagues you know um those guys came in two days ago and we saw the pictures when they were first coming in coming back into camp um whereas monaco as inzaghi said they started their camp um june 16th so i mean they've been running their guts out for almost well over a month now, you know, they've been running their guts out. They, they're more into football pace, um, football shape, more or less. And we see it with the intensity and we couldn't keep up with them. I think that's what it was. Um, but even then, I think Lukaku still managed to, to show his class um, on the second goal. Like that's something that doesn't happen without him. I feel like we'll be fine. That's why I'm not really uh, even analyzing performances other than maybe Aslani who's been so far ahead of the pack that you have to to help you can't help but to notice it but I'm not really um and analyzing anything too deep right now because I feel like the guys are just not even into shape yet so within a couple of weeks I'm, I'm sure we're going to start seeing what we want to see yeah that's why I said I'm basically a walking contradiction at this point I haven't been keeping up with much things so um regarding performance wises but um, I heard that he had an assist for the Aslani goal, Calvin said in the chat, so at least that's nice to see. Um, not so much an assist, I guess. Um, he uh, he pretty much uh, he was on a, on a run and he pretty much cut back on the defender and had a shot. Now, the shot was saved by the keeper and then it bounced right back to Aslani. So I guess that was not an assist, but he created the goal more or it's less. It's a contribution. Yeah, he definitely contributed to it. I have to say I haven't seen a single minute of. Uh, I mean, I'm lying. Yesterday I tuned in. I tuned in at like like 58 minute just to see what's happening uh, at the Monaco game, and I mean, I was like, it's it's friendlies, and friendlies are the worst indicator in the world because in friendlies you can look amazing, and you still be out of the squad in 20 days. Or you can be an, an amazing guy, and then we will be left wondering, oh, why did he, uh, why was he left out of the squad, or why was he loaned out to X uh -huh. team? So it's a it's an interesting gauge uh, in a sense that you can get um, the style of the player. You can get how Aslan is playing, like the style and how agile he is, how he's good in you know sliding into players. Just I think stylistically, you can see. Uh, a player or two, but when it comes to their ability, uh, the, the, the friendlies are just time wasters for at least for fans. And I've been, um, I don't know, I would say avoiding anything interrelated when it comes to, I don't know, announcing players and whatnot, because I mean, I've been disappointed in, in, in the recent news that they're still pushing players to leave the club. Um, when they have to make money at the end of next season. I don't know what to say. Uh, I think the in, in, um, in the coming weeks, we'll see Skriniar finally leaving Inter and Bremer joining. Um, we'll make some money off, off of him. I think um, the latest sum or amount of money that I've seen Inter paying for Bremer is like around 30 million. And um, Inter is expected to cash in around 60 to 65 for Skriniar. Yeah. I, I'm just like 
Inter have been uh, the one of the worst clubs when it comes to selling players, with the exception of Lukaku last season. Uh, Bro, every time for- you every time you say that, I cannot agree with you. What do you mean? How how so? Like we sold Lukaku for that amount of money, Icardi, mm-hmm. we robbed them. Uh, Hakim Hakimi, we, how much? That's, that that was a highway robbery. Um, so what do you mean? Like if you're talking about Prim uh, Morata, maybe. You know, but I mean, it's been a good four or five years now where we've been even in, incoming and outgoing transfers. I've been pretty good, in my opinion, unless it's a guy that doesn't want to leave, like a guy, Gariardini, that we couldn't sell. I mean, didn't we sell uh, Hakimi for like 60 to 65, I think, uh, after buying him for 45, an amazing first season, and I don't know, the lift. Uh, will be sold in the coming days for 75 after spending three seasons pretty awful, if you ask me. And how and how um, much did they how much did they spend on him? 75 pretty much. 85, 85. So they spend so more. So they make so they're losing on him. You know what I mean? They're so, losing 50 million. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, if Theo was sold in today's market, I don't think he's going below 60, if you ask me. Because there's no one like him uh, on the left back position. Same with Hakimi, like he was and he is the best wing back in the world. Full stop. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I don't know. I would say they have improved, but I don't think Inter is a good selling club. Uh, I mean, I think Inter should earn more on uh, Skriniar, a player that doesn't want to leave. Um, I think it's a bad management to leave. Uh, the, the, is his contract running out? Uh, okay, bro, let's, let's 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 look at, let's look at it like that, right? Um, as us Inter fans, we know the guy loves the club. We, we know like he'll probably play for free if, if he if he if we offer if that if he came down to that, um, but whatnot. But when you get to the negotiating table with Paris Saint Germain, they're gonna show you like, okay, this guy has one year left on his contract. So to I get mean, sixty to get sixty five to seventy, then they don't give a damn about. Oh yeah, he loves the club. Oh, we can re- we can renew him. We if he wants to renew, but right they when you're negotiating, you look at a guy that has one year left on his contract or so. But who's, who's for us to get sixty five to seventy, um, that's to me that's a bargain again for a guy that's one year left on his contract. Let's let's look realistically here. Not not let's I mean, take the field. Wait, just a sec. I, I do agree with you, but whose fault is that he has only one uh, year left on his contract? Is it mine? Is it yours? Who's it? No, it's, it's the club's fault, but we got to, it's, it's, nonetheless, regardless of what whose fault it is, it's still the reality of things. You know, like, let's not, let's, let's not avoid that. Created. Of course, but regardless, it is the reality. The reality remains that he has one year left on his contract, and clubs are not, or thinking to himself, okay, like, why would we spend 70 to 80 on this guy where we could possibly get him for free or possibly start flirting with him now, uh, agree to a mega contract with him, promise him the world, and just wait it out and agree with him in January for free. You know what I mean? So that's where we're at. And um, to answer the other question about why we were trying to do it now as opposed to next summer, it's like it's for leverage. Imagine going into next summer with every club knowing that, okay, you know what? They need the money by the end of this summer. Uh, if you think that they're playing hardball now with us, then they're probably going to offer us 40, 40, fully million for, for screen yard, even if we renew him or not, just knowing that we have to sell it. 
you know so i feel like that's why they're probably trying to get things um over with now and um also the opportunity is presenting themselves with a guy like bremer who is um i'm i'm very i'm very very um cautious to use the world world class uh because he's been he's he's coming off just one one um outstanding season um uh, maybe if he could play another good season like that the same level and also do the same thing in the in the champions league then i'll be ready to say okay yeah that's a world-class uh, defender but that's still a very high level defender it's still a very big opportunity so that's probably why they're, they're doing it right now it's a matter of opportunity and reality yeah are we really that confident about Bremer joining because now that delict is basically confirmed to Bayern, they have 18 million to spend uh-huh he could stay in the city he could stay um, there i think i've read about uh, Paul torres from villarreal it seems like uh if the lift is sold uh, they're going That's after him with of course so yeah. i think Bremer, you know it's easy for inter when the players head is only at inter you know lotaro has been the same way so we are able to sign amazing players for a cheaper uh price than usual if they want inter and only inter it's been the case yeah. with numerous and numerous players, including Bremer. And I think if there was, uh, if his head was not inter inter only, they would have asked for 40, 50. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been gone already if it wasn't just inter only. Yeah. Because it's been reported that um, there have been a couple offers from um, Premier League clubs, including mm -hmm. Chelsea, because because um, one of my boys is a very very big Chelsea fan. Um, he's very close to to what's going on at the club. He follows the sources. <laughs> Um, before they got to Koulibaly, um, I, I believe they made an offer for Bremer and he, he, he chose to wait for us. But to answer your question, Ian, honestly, as soon as I saw it today before we went live, that they officially just sold the league. You know, because uh, before the weekend closed on Friday, uh, we were at a point where they were still asking for 100, I believe. And um, to go from that to everything's official, it's here, here we go on a, on a Sunday. Uh, that that kind of shook me up a little bit. I'm like, wow, those guys are rushing to sell the lick because maybe they want to they want the money now so they could go and try to fuck up our situation with Bremer. Especially after um, on Friday we heard that okay we're scheduling a, me a meeting on Monday or Tuesday to close Bremer. So maybe they heard that and they're like, okay, what you know what? Let's not let's stop playing hardball for the lick. The guy wants to leave. Let's take the AD and then let's see what we could do for Bremer. So yeah, I was kind of shook up a little bit about it. But um, when I when I sat and uh, calm myself down and thought thought more um, rationally about it. I think I think he, he's ours to lose. I think that meeting is um has been reported the way it is because we're gonna go there and give them what they want. It's reported that we're gonna give him thirty five plus casa day, who we do um we value him at eight. So that's probably be a, a forty three million um, value right there. So it seems like we're gonna meet the evaluation of Bremer and we're gonna close the deal. So unless uh, Cairo decides to be disloyal and all of a sudden raises the price on us or whatever. I feel like it's he's ours to lose. Uh, I think tomorrow we're gonna go and we're gonna meet his evaluation of the player, which was forty, and we should close the deal. I mean, the oh, season no. starts in uh, less than a month, Ian. So, sorry, yeah, <laughs> the season starts in less than a month, so it's exactly. that's why I'm worried. You know, the ball is still up in the air. I think like. Roma have been pretty concrete about him as well. Yeah, they really want him supposedly. Yeah. How do you how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I'm I I'm I'm really like it depends on the day. I have mixed feelings about the whole Dipala situation. Don't get me wrong. 
I do feel like we um we need him um to 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 reach that ultimate level. But then again, I do feel like he would be a luxury at the wa- the wages that he's he's requesting and stuff like that. But I would it would suck to see him go to a Napoli or to to a Roma. But um, I guess I'm still I'm still holding out hope that it's gonna get ha- get get done because it's being reported that we're meeting with um with Alexis' agent again this week, and we want to make sure he leaves. If we're doing this so hastily, I, it has to be t- because we have to move for Dybala because. Mind you, we already have our strikers, and we decided that Alexis is out. If anything, we could have spent the whole summer negotiating that severance pay with him and froze him out of all all friendlies and shit like that and a long, drawn-out negotiation. If the reports are true that we want to close it this week and we already offered them $4 million that he turned down, um, let's see we raise it to 4.5, even 5, because his, his whole salary was going to be 7, I believe, for the season. We will still be safe. Yeah, it's a crazy contract. We, we talked about it when it first mm-hmm. happened. So um, we will still be saving two mil, even if we paid the guy five mil to fuck off. You know, so I think it's gonna get done. And um, after that, uh, we're gonna go get the because there's no way that this guy is pretty much waiting around that much, and and uh, it's not something. It's there's definitely something that we don't know about or that hasn't been reported. An agreement with with Marota, something like that, that he's waiting for us to make the space for him. At least that's what my inter heart wants me to believe. Uh, Ian, is there a bigger loser than Dybala in recent months? No. No. From starting at Juventus, going to the Champions League finals, God knows what else, you know, <laughs> to mm. not even having a concrete offer. What was it? Sevilla offered him, what, three million? We couldn't close him. Napoli, Roma are now in the mix, and we all know yeah. what all that is, you know. Is That's it- wild. I mean, like for like Rizzo said in recent months, going from it was reported what that um, Juventus had 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 an offer of eight million plus bonuses that he turned down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So go going from that to um, not having any offers at all up until July, till now you're getting Roma saying, "Hey, we'll, we'll throw four million at you." Or Napoli saying, "Hey, well, we want you, but not at the price you want." You know, that's a big, that's a big, big downfall. Unless we do see that we we clear out Sanchez, and then he ends up at Inter on six plus bonuses or something close to that, which was always the plan. Um, let's just see, man. I think I, I just I love and trust Pepe too much for me to see him fumble that because um, no way. Does he feel confident going into the season with a injury-prone Correa and a finished 37-year-old Zeko as our backup backup strikers? You know that's like playing with fire. That's the same mistake that we made going into the season with a 36-year-old Zeko as our starting nine. You know, so let's not repeat the same mistake. We made it as a starter. Let's not make it make it again as a as a backup. Um, we don't want to be one Lukaku or Lotaro injury away from having a striker crisis. So for that reason, I feel like he needs to treat Dybala as somewhat of a priority, but for other reasons I mentioned, um, I don't, I feel like he's not, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's, I want him, but I want to prepare myself to not feel hurt if we don't get him. Yeah. Such a crazy situation that like the whole thing just rests on Sanchez, you know, because he's the I've read that he still believes he can play for a top club. That's why he doesn't want to cut the contract and go back to South America like Vidal did. Yeah. 
in his eyes, he can still play at the top level in Europe. And I don't get this guy, honestly. And um, today he posts, he made one of his um, usual cryptic posts talking about um, if you don't, after training, he was talking about if you don't know who you are, then you're not worth nothing, something like that. So he's pretty much trying to, uh, it's around the lines of the Lion and Lamborghini tweets that he usually make. Um, I don't know. I don't understand why he doesn't take those four million. Yep, there he goes. Yep, <laughs> yep. Um, what a man. Yep, I don't understand. Like, if he does believe in himself so much and thinks that he can play for a top club, why doesn't he take the four million that we're offering and then join that top club that for free? I mean, if anything, that would be easy. That would make it easier for him to join that top club if he feels he could still have suitors out there. Um, so I think maybe it's more, or I hope maybe it's more of a situation of he feels he could squeeze more out of us because he does have leverage. Um, I mean, everybody in their mama knows that we're, we're trying to move Sanchez to get Dybala. So why would he make that easy for us? You know, if he if he can get to a point where he's like, hey, you guys don't pay me $6 million out of the $7 million. That's what I want. You know, if he's at a point, that's where it has to happen. He has the leverage, especially if the ballers putting pressure on us on the other end. Think about it, guys. Um, we were just talking about how our guys were out of shape because we just started preseason and all that stuff. Think, think, think about a guy that's sitting on his ass on the couch waiting for a team to pick him up, you know, in a World Cup year. You know, this guy is pretty much sacrificing his season before he even starts waiting for us. He needs to be in somebody's training camp right now, running, getting into fitness already seeing what the plan is going to be for the season, what his role is going to be and how he's going to dominate that role to make a, make, make the world cut spot. Cause it is the, the, I think the um, Argentinian coach even said it himself um, that the is not guaranteed a spot. That's crazy. So yeah, it's, it's a tough spot to be in, in his position. And I commend him for waiting so long. If he is indeed waiting for us, uh, I just hope the whole Sanchez situation gets, gets resolved and, then we could find out for sure if that's what was holding up the deal or not. In the end, he's going to go to Napoli or Roma. <laughs> I can already see it happening. I wanted to ask it, you that at the end. Where does Ibala play in, in a month's time? Probably not with us. <laughs> that's all I know. Tell me. Tell me, tell me. Oh, no, no. You, you got to pick one. Which one? Oh, which one? Yeah. Roma, easily. To play on the Mourinho. Easy. I think so too. It makes the most sense. If the, if yeah. the league goes, uh, Zaniolo is going to Juventus and the ball is covering. Or at least, you know, I think so. Yeah. I think Aronso yeah, sure. is going to get fuck him off to Juventus and they seem oh, very yeah. interested in him. Easy. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. That's the thing. I feel like both of those teams would have to make uh adjustments to fit him because um let's 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 be honest um he's no longer a 10 at this point of his career nor is he a, a right winger in my opinion um is he not a, no in my opinion he's he's not a 10 he's not the, the 10 that can track back in a and and um do the defensive role that, that that is required not not for a full season in my opinion I, that's why I felt like the Inter thing made perfect sense for him, for him to come and play second striker where we have less physical responsibilities. Because a 10 is not a guy that oh, you get to roam around and with your hand on your on your um, hips while the, the rest of the team works for you. You you have to be fully participant in the pressing of the team and um, ball retention, ball, ball rec uh, recreation and stuff like that. So 
I feel like he's no longer that guy. He no longer has those legs, and his injury um, record um, proves it. Uh, I feel like Inter makes the most sense for him. Uh, come to a team where you're not gonna be uh, first, first. Um, you're not gonna be a uh, first choice. You're not gonna have that much pressure to, to perform. You're gonna be playing a position where you're all the way at the top of the team. You're not. You don't have that much responsibility. Up to me, man. I don't know. Again. All these things I'm saying, they make sense in my head. I don't know if it's because I'm biased as an Inter fan, but you are. I don't. I don't see him like. like where is he going to fit with Mourinho? Um, I mean, I guess Mourinho has been playing all types of janky formations this season. He's he's switched to back three with Roma. Um, he's kind of let go of his pat patented four two three one. I don't see where DiBala would play in that. Would mind you, you already have Tommy Abraham. You have Pellegrini. Where are you gonna play Dybala as a, as a right winger in a four two three one? He's gonna be tracking back, um, following wingbacks and 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 um, over overlapping fullbacks. No way, man. I think we're uh, giving I, I don't see Mourinho. It. I think we're um, underestimating Mourinho and uh, his ability to fit in. At the end of the day, amazing players for for the league. So, I mean, how how tell me how do you see it working out? How do you see Mourinho making Dybala work? Because um, you you can you can you can have so many of those players on the pitch. A player that's not going to be contributing to the team when you don't have the ball, and that's what Dybala is at this point. That's why we call him a luxury player. Uh, Pellegrini doesn't do it so much. He's also he's also a luxury player. He's more of the fancy attacking ten player to me. And you have Tammy Abraham who's a striker. So like uh, you can't afford to have three guys who are not pressing their asses off. Not especially not in the Mourinho team. But we'll see, man. I guess it's just me trying to convince myself that it doesn't make sense. But to me, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, like, let's uh, close that topic because I think um, the, the the best for him is yet to come when it comes to news and reliability and whatnot. Uh, so mm. far, we've heard so many news, you know. He's yeah. waiting for Napoli. He's waiting for Inter. He doesn't want to go to Roma. He doesn't have choices. Sevilla, this and that. Mm. What, do, what do we know is that the two guys that actually stopped Lukaku uh, two seasons ago, one of them fucked off to the MLS and the other one went to the Premier League. So what do we think of uh, Juventus's and Napoli's defense without Chiellini and Koulibaly respectively? Ian, do you think uh, they can cope with their losses or do you think um, they will replace them timely and uh, in the best fashion possible? I think... Koulibaly might be the, their worst loss of the last five seasons. I don't see how they can upgrade or even try to replace him uh, accordingly. As you're losing a top three centre-back of the league, a ball carrier, an amazing tackler, aerial threat, strong, uh, just the presence of him alone, you know, is enough. It's like I'm talking about Van Dyke here. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. To me, it's like they're at the same. They're at the same level. It's like Van Dyke, Koulibaly. Yeah, um, yeah. To me, the top three in the world. Those two got to be in there. I think Koulibaly is the best in the world, but don't mind me. Go on. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to give you any feedback on that. Like I'm trying to look for rumors or something about who Napoli is going to take. Like. Mm. Even, they have the the Albanian uh, Juan Jesus as well. And Juan Come Jesus. on, bro. get the hell out of here. No, it, 
<laughs> if we're talking about replacing him, um, I think that the guy that they just signed um, is Ostergaard, um, the Norwegian oh, yeah. guy. He he was um he was on Low Night Genoa last season. Yeah. I'm sure you guys remember I mean, him. Um, but it's really valid uh, though. I, don't I know, bro. Like... But then again, I mean, Risto, it's not like there there are Koulibaly's running around everywhere that you could go and pick up pick another one up this after you sell one. But here's the thing. Um, I feel like it was a situation where they really had no 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 control over it. He was ready to leave. Uh, it is well, the Napoli president I think came out and said that they made an offer worth six million uh, a year for him, right? And he turned that down. Um, for Napoli, by Napoli standpoints, that's a big offer, you know, six mil for a thirty-one-year-old defender. Um, he, he turned it that. down. Um, his his but, value is immense. He, his value yeah. is more than six million to the team, and it, it, I don't know. I just don't. I agree. mean, I think... but again, bro, you think they can afford to pay that? They cannot. Like, they have to. Um, even even Milan, Milan that just won a, a scudetto, they're not paying those wages, bro. Um, that's why I keep I, I get so upset about guys that keep saying swimming out, swimming out. Like, other than Juventus, we're the only team that are paying premium wages to players like six point five, six net, and stuff like that. Milan, mm. Milan has has Ibra, and that's that's like an exception. Uh, Napoli, Napoli, probably their highest paid player right now. I think it's four point. He's on four point five. You know, um, Roma is not playing paying those wages either. So it's like, you know, what I mean, and that's those are the reasons why I was so confident that we would be able to get DiBala over those guys. And as we see, it is it is turning to that. It's becoming that okay. They're getting it. They're now getting a chance at getting them because it's looking that we can't get them anymore. But before it was never nobody ever took the links to Roma or uh, Napoli serious for Dybala because they know that those wages only two clubs in Serie A are paying them. It's just it's just us and Juve. Okay, but now they that want to... Yeah, huh? sorry, go on. no, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. But I was saying, like, to answer your question, Risto, because uh, I didn't get a stab at it. Um, it depends on what uh, Napoli's. Uh, ambitions are, you know, because you don't know. It seems like it's it's a change of guard. Like they just lost Mertens, uh, Insigne, and Koulibaly in one summer. You know, this is like, yeah, Mertens is, yeah, they're not going to renew him. Um, yeah, he's yeah. walking for free and he's being rumored to Lazio right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, it, it makes sense because he, he played his best football under Sari. But um, yeah, I. I don't know. It depends on what their ambitions are. If they're cool with being a team that fights for a top six spot or whatever, that's cool. Or if they want to still be a top four team, they have to go for a more ambitious uh, ambitious player than Ostergaard, which is why I was thinking, okay, maybe we can sell the ride to them or something like that. That's that's the closest, in my opinion, they can get to replacing a guy of the caliber of Koulibaly. Because to me, the ride is still a guy on borderline, world class on his day still. And that would make sense for both parties. Um, but other than that, I feel good that Koulibaly is gone, Cellini is gone, because Cellini, even though two years ago he was already old, he still gave Lukaku a hard time. Um, Koulibaly was the only guy that could really match him physically, gave him a hard time as well. Even the lick, the lick gave Lukaku a hard time. So I guess now it's like, it seems like, is everything is is lining up for Lukaku to have a good season because all the all his nemesis are, are leaving. Ian, you wanted to say something? 
forgot. It doesn't matter. Probably it's something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I've, I've, as you can see, I've, I've had a lot to say because uh, it's been three weeks. <laughs> okay. But just to throw it out there, uh, for me, for a one-off game, Chiellini, best defender in the world. Take that how you want to. For a one-off game, Chiellini. Chiellini. Probably. I would agree with you. I, I think I like both of them. I think they're an amazing um, pair as a, as a centre-backs. And it's one of the best moments for Inter uh, as they're leaving Serie A. Um, let's circle back to Inter. Uh, I'm interested in what Ian has to say about the new signings, about Villanova, um, the prospect of, of Villanova, uh, Onana, Mkhitaryan. Um, from what I saw about uh, Villanova, his ass... That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> He's ass. But, I mean, we have to keep in mind this is, what, a 20-year-old prospect that wasn't going to come to replace anyone. So, take him with a pinch of salt, people. He's here to learn. You know, Dumfries had to adjust. Hakimi had to adjust. I'm sure he will adjust and develop himself. Uh, Onana, great, great pickup. I mean, for free, even. You know, what, what else do you want to do it? I don't know. Um, who else did we even get? Aslani we got, right? Yeah, Aslani. Amazing. Amazing. I saw people saying he should start to work Brozovic. That's how good he is. Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan. Yeah, oh shit, I forgot. Damn, we signed a lot of free agents. Yeah, um, already. Yeah, but I think he's a quality pickup. Like him and Hakan to interchange each other. Um, just like for competitiveness sake in the squad, you know, because Hakan last season didn't really have anyone to, to sell him to off. Him up, yeah. Yeah, he could, um, he could afford to have a, a stinker here and there, but not like now, you know, there's another one coming for you. So it's, I think that's yeah. good. You know, having competitiveness in the squad is good. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And obviously the, the biggest signing of them all for, uh, Year-long loan, number ninety quarterback. <laughs> Defensive end. Yeah, I, I don't follow that. Sorry. Um, I, I think we fleeced them so hard. I think we're gonna sign them on, on a transfer next season if it if it goes all well. Um, yeah. Just because you know he doesn't want to be there. You know, in the first yeah. interview, back like. Yes, bro. That's that's crazy. was a mistake. It's like burn all that's the virgins, crazy. Bro. That is crazy, bro. I mean, honestly, don't get me wrong. I mean, we we love we love some good some good banter, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy going on every single big page that reported it, seeing the Chelsea Chelsea fans tears. But um, I, another part of me was like, guy, what are you doing? Like, we still loaning you this is a loan like you're not guaranteed to stay here if you if you fuck around and god forbid uh do your acl or some shit you know what i mean and you have to sit for the rest of the season what do you think i don't know enter are gonna be like yeah uh we're 40 here's 40 million for this guy we want to buy him you know so he needs to thread very lightly because although um the the desire is there for all parties. I, I believe all parties want for him to be an inter player um, on a permanent basis after the end of next season. 
um he still has to thread lightly because right now he's still it's still alone and he's still it's still a business so the fact that he's burning all those bridges right now can you imagine how those players in the locker room of chelsea's locker room feel like it, it was a mistake what do you mean like you know those guys will never like him again so Again, like I'm saying, I have personally no doubt that he will be he will be able to perform and score a bunch of goals. But there's still always in football, there's always that that um that um that chance of that that, that you get injured, you know. So that's why I say like he needs to thread lightly. I, I I like the enthusiasm. I like the fact that he's doing all the stuff that Inter fans want to see to make us happy. But he needs to thread very lightly because it's there's still a business at the end of the day. And if he does get injured and he becomes a burden at the team, then we'll definitely send his ass back because we, we haven't signed anything. We, we didn't sign any obligations or anything like that. But to piggyback of what you were saying also, Ian, and answering um, Risto's questions, uh, I've been I've been happy with most of our signings. Um, uh, let's let's start with Belanova. Um, that's the guy that I've personally, I have, I've been following. I think he's going to blow up. I see I like the attributes of his game, um, but I'll admit, like the first couple preseason matches, he hasn't shown us anything. To me, he's looked timid. Um, he's tried that same little move to, to get past his man, which has failed a couple of times. Um, when he does run, he doesn't look as as smooth or as quick as I do remember him when he played against us. So, which led me to think that maybe he's he's probably just playing back into into shape. And also, um, I had to remind guys on Twitter yesterday, hey, like. Do you remember Dumfries when he first came to the team, what he looked like? Even Hakimi, the best wing back in the world, he had to be benched for a month or so before he can he can figure it out. So for guys, <laughs> for guys, your guy cost us both goals, I think, yesterday, by the way. That was a good reason why you didn't you didn't watch the friendly. So let's 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 let that pass. Yeah, if he scored the first goal of the preseason, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that was the reason why I'm saying okay, like guys, let's not call the kid trash or we're gonna have to sell him already. Or thank God is a is it's a loan with option. We're not gonna redeem him, guys. Let's let's think about those those previous guys that we we now love. It take it takes time. Let's let's give him time to figure out what Inzaghi wants for him from him. Get back into shape, and I think he'll do just fine. Um, Aslani, Aslani's been a star, man. Um, to a point where, yes, Ian, um, I see people talking about they should, they should find a way to start him. Blah blah blah. I mean, I'm not I'm not that far ahead of myself, but um, I'm, I've been very impressed with him, especially in the position that we brought him in. Um, it, it takes a lot of responsibility to come and play the. the the uh, the ball and the keeper at sometimes it's it's very it takes a lot of balls to play that position like Brozo does because if you make one mistake and you lose the ball in that position you could easily cost the goal so to have to not be afraid to take that responsibility for the team and to get lucky and score that goal kind of like Brozo like on a little rebound kind like Brozo would um I'm, I'm very happy uh, Mikitarian uh, he didn't look good yesterday he struggled. But that's expected again. That's that's a guy, new signing, new position, um, not in shape. I feel like all those guys are gonna come good. Um, I'm happy that we're targeting what were our weaknesses last year. I believe we'll be fine. So yeah. Ian, which signing do you like the most so far? Paper on paper, let's say. Oh, on paper. Has to be one of the Balkan boys, probably Aslani. He's here for the long run. He is, 
<laughs> Why'd you make your face like that? You're still... <laughs> he is 20 years oh. old. Born in Tarina. He's not gonna play. But, but he's here for the long run. God forbid Brozovic leaves. Ever. <laughs> ever. He is 29. It's going to come to an end in like four years. Maybe less. I'm confident that... Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I believe Aslani is a suitable replacement. Near enough country, give or take 500 miles, 200 miles, whatever it is in miles. Um, great player. I think he he will also help relieve the pressure off him. Just because we know that Brozovic likes to run every single game. And when he has his games where he is gassed out, we know how bad he can get. Let, let's not kid ourselves. So I think just that having a proper substitute for him that isn't Gagliardini or glass knees sensi or barella having to play there god forbid ever again uh -huh, uh -huh. A, i think is an amazing factor just in that because brozovic is probably the the one player that makes this whole team tick and from what i've heard now from the goal i've seen that he scored against lugano um the little tiki taka joga monito style goal i mean let's wait and see <laughs> Preseason, though, in it. Uh, I, I hate preseasons. I've burned myself so many times in preseason that I don't get excited <laughs> at all. Uh, but I like the prospect of Aslan, I must say. Uh, I like his style, but competitive game uh, and competitive games are very different to, to friendlies. And I think uh, the mentality is very different. Um, we shall wait and see because. I, I saw the video of um, of Onana making the save and the Inter fans going crazy. Oh man, <laughs> and, that's 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 a guy that we didn't mention, um, Ian. When we're, when we're talking about new signings, we didn't mention Onana. Yeah. And uh, when Saif uh, tweeted, you know, Inter fans have been so hungry for saves and for actual goalkeeping skills. I was laughing. I must say. No, no. I mean, that's that's he's spot on because they. I don't know if you watched the video with sound. Um, they cheered those, yeah. those saves like like it was a goal. <laughs> you know, like bro, we've been we've been, we've been suffering. And and you you know what would have happened had it been Andanovic? He would have laser eyed it like that, and then he would have got mad at whoever the defender is. Like, yo, you blocked me. Why didn't you? <laughs> yeah, what do you have to say? Oh, what is it? What is I it? Yeah, I have no Andanovic defender in here. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I guess we could praise Onana without slandering Andanovic. But um, to answer your question, Ian, um, I feel like uh, it's only one answer to that. Like the best signing of so far, it has to be Lukaku. Um, it definitely has to be Lukaku because I think he he alone brings the team to a different level. Um, and you see, just seeing the the two um, the two preseason matches that we've seen, seeing him and Lotaro already combining together. That's something we didn't see all of last season. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's going to help bring our team to another level. Let's let them get back into football fitness um, to a point where they're not sucking for air after playing Monaco. I think we're, we're going to be fine. And um, as for Onana, I'm, I was I was happy to see him finally um, start getting positives because uh, the first preseason game, the highlight of it, I guess it was up and down. The highlight of it was the goal conceded where people were saying that it was his fault. And it's, it's arguable. He could have came out or he could have at least communicated. Um, you know, we could say that although he did have that nice 
um, pre-assist to, to the Korea goal as well with the nice release. So it was up and down the first game, but yesterday Wait. he was pretty good. Hmm? Who's fold? Onana's fold. On the goal, yeah. I mean, a lot of people say that on the, on the goal that we conceded against Lugano, because um, he, he could have the language and 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 our defense consisted of D'Ambrosio. They they seem dumb as no, fuck by not yeah. speaking English. So. <laughs> no, see, here's my no. Here's my thing. Did he? Do you, I? Was, I don't think he should be playing if he can't communicate with with his defenders. Yeah, that's the point. So that's why There's I'm saying. Like, is it, it, that's what I'm saying. His it, it got to be his fault. He has to have, even if you don't speak the language, you got to have a shout like Mio or no, whatever, something, you know. But he didn't say shit, you know. Or I'm say no, 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 something or go get it. <laughs> something, bro. But he didn't say anything. He just pretty much he faked it like he was gonna come out, and then he went back. So to me, those who want that, to, those who want to, I mean, that movie should have been off of him. <laughs> Not talking. He did, that, that wasn't that wasn't laser eyes. That was laser mouth. You know he did the. <laughs> but um, I'm glad the second match he got. He was yesterday. He he got two great saves, and the crowd got behind him. That must do wonders for his confidence, because that's a guy that I want to be starting for us by mid season. I want him to be the undisputed starter, not on no back and forth situation. Because goalkeepers are very mental, um, very fragile mentally. So we don't want to have that. Before going, um, what do you make of Maroto's Maroto's statement by saying um, defenders are easier to replace than forwards or attackers are? Because I think I mean, Inter has had amazing strikers in the past 20 years, but amazing defenders? I think we've struggled for an amazing defender uh, since the tripleta. We signed Tranokia, who we thought was going to be the, the future, and listen. we didn't sign another player for, what, seven years until screen? Bro, listen. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to answer your question. I'm ready to answer your question, okay? <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> whatever Bip, whatever Bip says... Is the law okay? So I don't, I don't want to hear the rest of your question. Okay, he's right. Bepe is right, and I feel like what Bepe is saying is looking at the current market. You know, what I mean, it's much easier to replace a defender than it is a striker. Uh, I know you guys seen uh, the the hundred million dollar kid that <laughs> Liverpool just signed. All right, that's what strikers going for now. Okay, this is a hundred million dollar striker nowadays. Darwin Nunez. Um, and think about it like you know you know i love playing that game tell me um if you're buying a top striker right now who are you buying who's available right now on on, on the market the striker market Icardi, are you serious the striker market has dried up whereas like let's say let's say we sell a lotaro who are we going to replace him with raspadori for, for we 40 mil? That? yeah we did we did think about it but when when you when you when you really get to it and you you want to approach it in a really realistic manner, um, personally, like I w- I wouldn't have been against it because I you guys know I rate Raspadori, but at this point as it stands, it's still level below Lotaro, and it's still a player that that I project can be a, at that level. But as of right now, no, it would be a major downgrade for me from Lotaro. So. I think that's what Bepe is saying. Like, okay, we sell Lotaro right now. Um, who are we gonna replace him with of that level? Whereas if we sell Screenyard right now, 
we have Bremer that we can spend 30, 30 mil on maximum plus a player. And um, it's not been proven that he is at Skriniar's level, but the kind of season he's had, he's, he's coming off in Italy where he's, he was shutting down. He shut down every major striker in the league. Every single major striker he pocketed, uh, led the led the top five leagues in interception and everything. Every defensive stat, he was top five there in the world. So that's the kind of season that guy's happened is 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 coming off, and we can get that guy for thirty mil. So I think that's what Bebe was saying. Like the market right now is not favorable for us to be replacing a striker right now when Darwin Nunez is going for a hundred mil and. We're seeing what he's already looking like, even though I do rate him and I do think he's going to come good. But uh, when you think 100 million, you're thinking the Neymars, the, the, those kind of players. That's that's how I still think, you know, so not not a project, not a kid that still needs to figure it out. So I think that's what Bebe meant. What do, what do you think, Risto? Do you like my answer? I mean, I think I want, I want to hear Ian first so I can reply to both of you. You, you, better, you, better, you better back, back, back me up, man. You better back me up. I'm not disputing what he said. It is true that it's harder to replace an attacker. But when you are selling the guy, and there's like a 10 million difference, and the guy handling the negotiations goes out and says, oh, sure. Sell him. We can easily we can replace him easier than any other player in the team. It's kind of like, uh, why don't you just give him for ten million less? You know, it's <laughs> just shoot yourself in the foot no. even more. What yeah, does I mean, that's what does that say for players coming in? They're expandable. I mean, they are, but you didn't say that. Bremer's coming here and is like, oh, I can be sold next season, and Lautaro can be ass and inconsistent and still. You know, be the fucking number ten of the team and the golden boy, whatnot. Come on. It's it's the wrong time to, to have these kind of statements put out. Yeah, I, I, to calm us as fans. I think mm -hmm. this is still a business in the end of the day for people. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with Ian. That's 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 a good point. Like I feel like that Bepe is usually very shrewd when it comes to statements that he's making. That may have been something that may have affected the negotiation with screen because we see they refuse to to meet our, our asking point so yeah go ahead bro uh, i don't think you finished <clears throat> i don't know that was it i'm just waiting for Chris though. no uh my point was that you know you as dave just said you don't say shit like that because that can derail the negotiation that can only go against you it, it won't help help you in any way possible because we know that strikers are, you know, overvalued or valued a lot more than defenders. I mean, yeah. hell, 34-year-old Lewandowski was just sold for 60, 65 million. I mean, but yeah, but that's Lewandowski, though. Let's be honest. But yeah, but like... Lewandowski. I mean, that's still, still Lewandowski. But he never played in Spain. But that's still Lewandowski. <laughs> but so far he has played with players like Sané, Gnabry and uh, Miller and now he's gonna fuck off and play with Ferran Torres, um, Memphis Depay and uh, Sergio Busquets, you know. So right, yeah, okay, Risto, you, you, you wanna go ahead and pick the worst players on the team like they did not no, no, just, no, no. just sign we're like... About, like we we're talking about Barcelona who struggled to uh, okay. sign... Yeah, no, I agree, but Lewandowski is gonna be playing with 
with um Rafinha that they just signed with, who's a pretty good winger. Uh Dembele that they, that that was on fire at the end of the season oh, when he was oh, playing. No, let's be let's be honest now. Yeah. Let's be on, I'm not I'm not making shit up. Am I am I pulling stuff out of my butt here? Like when he came Dembele, in yeah. that this the latter part of the season for Barcelona, Dembele was probably their best player, my guy. Like Contra Kier, Perisic, Dembele. Okay, Amazing. okay. You know what? I'll, I'll give that to you because you at least you've been consistent with that with that little theory of yours. So I'll respect it, but I don't necessarily agree. But I feel like because the guy's still twenty four years he's twenty four years old still, Risto Dembele. Twenty five. Big difference. But but <laughs> no, but you know the problems he's had with injuries. It's like, dude. I agree. No, but. What I was saying is this: I feel like Lewandowski is still, is still like easily top top three strikers in the world. Thirty four years old Definitely. or not? Yeah, thirty four years old or not? So, um, yeah, he just went for what fifty fifty mil? So forty five with five in add-ons. No, that's, that's um, I I think the latest is like forty five plus five and ten millions if he stays at Barcelona until the end of the season. So just like I think I'll. I'll work Wait, around. so there's a possibility he does it? <laughs> no, no, no. I think Hold there's on. like, we'll Hold give on. you 10 million, but in the next season. I think I, okay. I've read, uh, I'll, I'll send you the link. I mean, yeah, please. I, I do agree with that and, and the statement that you've said, but like, I don't know. Um, I'm just very, very disappointed in uh, but with that. But we didn't we didn't solve the let's 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 solve the, 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 the issue here, Risto. Like give me names. Let's say like okay, you know what? I agree with you. I'm a big screen yard guy, as you know as well. Um okay. let's let's say we sell Lotaro. What what do we do? What what do what would well I guess I guess I can no, answer no, my own wait, question. Yeah. Wait. I uh we have to ask first first of all, what's the goal of the club? If the goal of the club is to win the league, then you don't sell Skriniar. If the goal of the club is to make money, then you sell both Skriniar and Lautaro. Because I don't think you'll replace either of them with one player. Well, I mean, it doesn't have... It, it's not one or the other. It's, it, it's Two things could be true. The goal of the club is to make money and to be competitive. You know, it's, it's not one or the other. No, the thing tell is, me one, one example. For for who has who that has worked? What Which do you mean? One? A club that's always in profit and competes for trophies and or wins it. This is not. I mean, not a single club in the world right now. I'm not saying. I'm not saying the club is is like a Dortmund that our goal is to to make profit like that. But what I'm saying is the, the current goal is to make a sixty million profit because we know we have a debt that we have to pay. You know, like it's the goal, and, and the goal is to to do that while staying as competitive as we can, make enough money to pay off that debt. That, by the way, we took that debt to run the club. It's not going into Stephen Zhang's pockets or whatever. The goal is to make money to pay off that debt whilst trying to be as competitive as we can, and I think that's what we're trying to do. Um, my question I was asking you earlier um, about the Lotaro situation, I guess. If you if if you have a player like Dybala still available for free, you could probably sell a Lotaro and bring Dybala to play with Lukaku 
and then pop maybe go get a young player, maybe a Raspadoria or something like that for the next couple of years. Hopefully he develops while Dybala is still there. Something like that, and you keep Skriniar. Okay, that's a solution that I would be okay with living with. But I don't know. I, I feel like Beppe just doesn't trust the whole striker market right now, seeing <clears throat> seeing the price that guys are going for. Not only the price that guys are going for, but the, the scarcity of guys. Um, we have Skamaka that teams are about to actually pay $50 million for him right now. We were joking, saying that, yeah, we're going to get him for 25 plus one of our Primavera players. Remember? We were saying that. But there's a team that's about to pay $50 million for Skamaka right now. You know, so the market mm -hmm. is crazy. And that's what – imagine that. Imagine the level of players. Imagine paying $50 million for Skamaka, paying $30 million for Bremer. You, you see, you see the difference. Bremer, Bremer is like this if, caliber of player compared to Skamaka, but, but twenty million both, less. But the difference in, in, in between both is that, for one, there's a Premier League team interested. For the other, he has his eyes, heart, desire set on Inter. That's it. There's nothing else. It's not about striker, defender. It's about Skamaka being a striker, who's. I don't even rate him highly, uh -huh. I, but and and if PSG was interested in PSG only, okay, that's like thirty thirty five. But if here's my, is here's my rebuttal to that, bro. Um, I feel like that's that's part of Pepe's statement as well because he knew like it's been reported what we've been we've had um an agreement for Bremer since what January, January. You know? <laughs> so he's he's like okay um. What's the point of selling Lotaro and going to spend fifty million on a on a player that's not even at that level, like Skamaka, for example? And when we could actually get a player that's that literally has the trophy for being the best in the league, we have an agreement for him. We can get him for thirty. I think that's pretty much what he means. And when you think about it like that, it makes sense, in my opinion. Um, the only other solution I would have thought about is the Dybala solution if you have to sell Lotaro because Dybala just so happens to be available for free that summer. So to me, it would probably be a good occasion for you to sell a guy like Lotaro. Um, you could probably bring in Dybala for free and give, even if you're giving Suning, well, let's say you sell Lotaro for 100 mil, you give Suning 70 mil. You could spend 30 on a Raspadori or something like that, still bring in Dybala for free. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. I guess I'm rambling. I mean, I don't even rate uh, Lotaro that highly as much as other fans or people are, because he's just inconsistent. That's it. For for a striker to be worth a hundred million or sixty, seventy, eighty, I want consistency. And just like um, my boy Perisic, he hasn't been consistent. Uh, and with that. I think it's a, it's a good place to to end the podcast because you need to think about something and come back to me. Apologize, <laughs> I would say. Apologize for the bad takes throughout the season. Uh, apologize for many more things. Who me? Yeah. <laughs> you you just muted. If you are swaying, bro. <laughs> Dave muted himself. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That, that means I don't have bad takes. You know, the, the computer won't let me say it. You see? I just disconnected my mic by accident. That's what that, happened. 
Yeah. But fine, Risto. I'm sorry for all my arrogant takes that I've been wrong on. I'm not going to stop. And you know that's how I am. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm right more than I'm wrong. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, that will continue throughout the season. Uh, Azian is preparing to say something. We all know your red dream is signing Gillian Nestrovsky. So, um... nah. Uh, <laughs> my dream would be uh, Quaresma signing and uh, retiring with us. Would be a, an amazing option of the bench. Um, I can make a business plan. I can make a PowerPoint pre presentation if you wanted me to. Number seven uh, would be free if Sanchez. Who the Sanchez were seven? I've 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 forgotten. I haven't seen. I haven't watched football in two months. Uh, all eyes on on Serie A and NFL <laughs> in a month and a half. Um, thanks, thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, hopefully, you'll have better opinions in the in the future. But there's something that we can only hope for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again. Ciao. Brothers and sisters of the world